0: You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us, coming at you not from the great metropolis of Orlando, Florida, but actually coming at you from the great cold metropolis known as the twin cities that's right minneapolis minnesota I am actually traveling here quite a bit for work purposes. You'll hear me talk about that in future episodes at some point, I am sure. Uh, Typically coming at you from Orlando, but coming at you from a place a little bit colder, and that is Minnesota. But nonetheless, I love my audience. wanted to make sure I didn't miss out on on sending out some great uh, episodes while I was here away from Florida. And In today's episode, I'm going to get a chance to address a fantastic, very savvy email that I got from a regular... Regular listener a few days ago Excited to dive in and talk about the letter to the Laodiceans. Um, hey, before we get to that, quick reminder to everyone about the importance of both being subscribed to the podcast and leaving reviews for the podcast. Now, I know many of you are already subscribed. Big thanks to you; you are already getting every episode delivered directly to your device. But if you're listening to this and you are not subscribed, I would encourage you head over to our website, hit the subscribe button. Again, it guarantees every episode comes right at you as soon as they go live. And then also reviews if. If you're someone that's willing to leave a rating or review on the podcast and you haven't done that if you could do me a huge favor and do that that would be such a a big big help head on over to whatever podcast directory or catching app you're familiar with leave a five-star rating tell the world you love the podcast that'll be a big big help basically uh, the bet the more good reviews we have the more people will find the podcast so if you want people to find the podcast leave a review it'll be a big help thank you so much All right, let's get to the topic at hand and talk about the letter to the Laodiceans. Uh, I got an email a few days ago from a regular listener, clearly a very sharp-thinking listener, very savvy. I was very, very impressed. Uh, A guy by the name of William sent me an email in response to episode 183. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 183, that was an episode I did that was in response to another listener, a guy by the name of Zach. Zach has sent me an email uh, and had brought up several points. And one of the questions he asked was, "Are there potentially other books,, uh, you know, inspired by God or other writings that God gave humans, but for whatever reason didn't make it into the Bible?" And I answered, Yes, I do believe that that is the case, and why did I say that? And it's because, uh, it's because we have at least one example of it in Colossians chapter four. The apostle Paul makes reference to the letter of the Laodiceans, and he is challenging the church, uh, uh, the Colossian church, to embrace the letter to the Laodiceans in the same way as the as the letter to the Colossians. So basically, he's saying, go get the letter to the, of the Laodiceans and and preach from it, teach from it, treat it like it is the the inspired word of God. And I believe that that is a separate letter that Paul wrote that has not been preserved for us. You can go read about that in episode 183. I talk about it extensively. Now, While I disagree with William's perspective, I value what he has to say tremendously. Uh, It's obviously he's a savvy thinker, very sharp thinking, uh, a guy who who knows the scriptures. He sent me a very long email. He started off with just some really great praise for the podcasting, how much he he loves the podcast and he listens to every episode. So William, big thank you to you. Thank you for being a, a loyal listener. I really appreciate that. Um, and then William makes the point that he says he thinks I'm, I'm wrong and that the that the letter of Laodiceans that Paul is referring to here in Colossians 4 is actually what we know today as the letter to the Ephesians and that Paul just simply referred to it differently than the way I refer to it. William then later went on, it was again a very long email, but he went on to basically say that he thinks that um, that my perspective potentially, uh, potentially Calls into question the credibility of the New Testament, the fact that there are potentially these extra books that didn't make it in, uh, potentially calls into question the the credibility uh, of the scriptures and the authority of the scripture. Now, listen, I completely understand William's point. I I, I thoroughly understand it. I respect it. I appreciate it. And I want to make it clear that I value and put a very high premium on protecting and guarding the integrity and the credibility of the scriptures. Like The scriptures are extremely important. Anyone who knows me personally, anyone who's heard me preach, anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows that I value the scriptures tremendously and I put a very high premium on the credibility of the scriptures. So I want to make that very, very clear. So in that regard, I agree with William tremendously. However, I do not believe that that God having inspired other writings calls into question the credibility of the New Testament. I believe the New Testament is authentic and can be corroborated on its own. The fact that God potentially inspired other writings that that didn't make it into the New Testament doesn't call into question the 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 veracity or the authenticity of any of the New Testament writings, right? So for example, just because the letter of the Laodiceans was inspired and didn't make it in, doesn't make 1 Corinthians any less inspired or less authentic, right? 1 Corinthians is still authentic and still inspired on its own right, on its own merit. It, we can prove that. We can point to that without without necessarily even discussing the letter of the Laodiceans. And I talked extensively about the authenticity of the scriptures back in episode 144, 145. And so you I encourage you to go check that out. And so the fact that there are potentially other writings that God inspired doesn't call into question, for me, the credibility of the New Testament whatsoever. It doesn't shake my faith at all. My belief is that God did inspire a letter that Paul wrote to the Laodiceans. It didn't get circulated. It wasn't preserved. We don't have it today. It's been lost. We're never going to have it. And I think it's potentially true that maybe there were other writings that God inspired that we don't have. Now, I don't think there's many, but we know there's at least one. That's at least my perspective. However, with all that stated, I would I would be doing the audience a disservice if I did not at least point out some of the other perspectives on Colossians or on the letter of Laodicean and what Paul is referring to in Colossians chapter four. I would be doing you, the listener, a a significant disservice if I didn't point those out and let you know. Uh, And so some theologians believe that there are no other writings that were inspired, that the only ones that are inspired are the ones that we have with us in the New Testament. Uh, and that nothing else was ever written. And that when Paul in Colossians chapter four, when he is referring to the letter of the Laodiceans, he's actually referring to what we call the the book of Ephesians or the epistle to the Ephesians. And the reason why there are many scholars that do believe this is that the letter to, to the, uh, the church in Ephesus that Paul wrote was sent to Ephesus first, and then it was widely circulated all throughout Asia Minor and, and then eventually beyond. Um, and it was widely circulated and and preached from and taught from regularly in the region where the Laodiceans live, in the city of Laodicea and in that region. And so when that letter, what we call Ephesians, reached the city of Laodicea, the church there held it and protected it, and that the other churches in the region would come to Laodicea to get the letter of Ephesians, to get a copy of it, to take it back to their churches. And so when Paul writes a letter to the Colossians, he's saying, hey, the letter that's in Laodicea, go get it and bring it back to your church and read it there in public, right? And basically, he is, some theologians and scholars would say, he's actually referring to what we would call the letter of Ephesians, right? So again, that perspective would be that that Paul wrote a letter to the church in Ephesus, that church, that letter makes its way to... To Laodicea and that Paul later writes a letter to, to the Colossian church and says, hey, make your way over to Laodicea. Get the letter that they have, bring it back to your church, preach from it, teach from it. And that ultimately it's actually the letter of the, of the book of Ephesians. Um, that is a plausible explanation. It really is. There are a lot of very faithful, wise scholars that believe that. However, I don't think that's the case because when I read through Colossians chapter four and I just read the words of Paul, I it doesn't feel like that to me. Also, there are many times in his other letters where Paul makes reference to other letters he wrote. He makes mention of writings, and in fact, the other apostles make mention of Paul's writings. I think I think if that was the case, Paul would have set called it the letter of Ephesians. Furthermore, I think while many of the scholars that take that approach, I think are are wise in a lot of ways. I think that's a lot of conjecture. It's a lot of speculation. Um, we don't know for sure, and there's not really any hard evidence that the letter of, of the letter that he wrote to the Ephesian church made its way to Laodicea, and that it was later that that was kind of the hub where it was stored. There's not really any strong evidence for that at all. It's, in my opinion, it's sort of conjecture and it's it's speculation. And so, I don't think I don't think we have any evidence for that. And so, since we don't have evidence for that perspective. And as I read through Colossians 4, it just it seems like he's referring to a completely different letter that he wrote to the Laodiceans. Again, go read it for yourself. It just seems to me like Paul is referring to a letter that he specifically wrote for the Laodiceans, not for the Ephesians. And so I just it seems odd to me that that Paul would make that reference if he were referring to a letter that he had wrote to the church in Ephesus. So With all love and respect for William and for the other scholars out there that embrace William's perspective, I just have to tell you, I simply disagree with that perspective. I do think Paul's referring to a letter he wrote to the Church of Laodicea. It is a letter that was inspired by God. It was authoritative. It was circulated within the Laodicean region, potentially. But for whatever reason, God in his sovereignty and his providence did not allow it to get circulated beyond that. And at some point in history, that letter was lost and, and was no longer used. And I believe that it is, that God did that because he wanted the Laodiceans to have that letter for a particular purpose that was applicable to them in the first century. But God, in his providence, knew that that letter would not be applicable to Christians in future generations. And therefore, God orchestrated that the that the only church that would ever have access to that letter was the church there in Laodicea. Hey, if anyone listening to this wants some additional resources, you can go to the the show notes uh, for this episode. Go to our website, com. Look at the show notes for episode 189. I'll have some links uh, there in the show notes for some additional research you can do on this topic if you'd like to do that. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. William, thank you so much for being a regular listener. Thank you so much for your email. I really, really appreciate you. If anyone else listening to this has a question they want me to address, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email as well. The address is hey Ortiz at theology for the That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z. At theology for the dot com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.